Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Harvard review. Uh, I was about to have a few more people on tonight, but looks like I have been left of my own, so crack on and do it. So, as you know, normally every other Tuesday we've been playing at the Alien RPG, taking a break for Christmas. So, I thought this would be a good opportunity to look at the actual movie that started this whole franchise off. So, tonight, talking about Alien, uh, original movie, 1979 by Ridley Scott, uh, tells the tale. Of the crew that are in Stromo who get rerouted from their normal uh, run back to Earth to LV426, where they encounter a strange ship, alien eggs, and uh, uh, horror ensues. So, this, uh, this is obviously a classic uh, movie, you know. This is the one that set the tone and made this whole genre. Like, if it wasn't for this movie, I don't think uh, science fiction horror would have went the way it did because it's a move from sort of the cheesy 70s look of sci-fi because up until then, like the 70s, nobody knew what to do with technology. And you, you, you're seeing a bit of this, especially in the mother's chamber, you know, the, the light bulbs everywhere. That was their idea of, you know, science fiction was, oh, let's stick a lo load of light bulbs and have them flashing, and that's machinery. Where, with this movie, at least, there was an attempt, uh, particularly within Nostromo, to have real-world technology, you know, microcomputers actually, you know, it looks very dated now, but when you think back then, it's easy to pass for modern, you know, it's like modern technology being put in a futuristic environment. So worked absolutely fantastically. Uh, the whole tone of this movie as well, you know, uh, I'm going to thank you, John Geiger, for that, you know, especially with the, the design of the Xenomorph itself. But uh, this is one that took a, a different tone. Everything else that's been sci-fi up to that point has always been bright, glistening, like white jumpsuits, everything just looking, you know, out there. And I think that's partly to do with the, the advent of Technicolor. You know, it's when things went from black and white to Technicolor. Oh, let's use all the colors. You know, and that was make, make everything as bright as possible. So this was the sort of shift of that. This is the shift from the 70s to the 80s, you know, and you can sort of tell that straight away with the, the tone of the movie. But yeah, you, you get the, the scene, you know, they're, they're waking up from hypersleep. And still, like, you go into the hyper, like, you can tell the sci-fi elements where they make it look like a normal ship and then the sci-fi elements. So, for example, when you go from a normal ship, it looks like a ship. It could be, um, it could be on the sea, you know, make it be a tugboat. It could be uh, an aircraft carrier. You know, you have that sort of look about it. But then when you go in the elements of, like, the hypersleep chamber, it's all bright white, you know, using the the fluorescent lights and all that kind of stuff so you can you still got that element of like the late 70s still holding of how do we imagine this technology and it's easy to sit back now and laugh but even in the 80s like kind of the 90s you could not imagine the world today it was impossible like the the technology wasn't there you have to understand that the 90s was an explosion and we've rapidly progressed in a period of like 20 30 years and taken hundreds before 
so you can understand why there's still that bit of you know sort of jarriness. They wanted to look real, they wanted to look gritty. And they want this this is a horror movie, you know, it's a straight up horror movie. If you even look at the trailer, like uh you're not giving anything away. It's not a sci-fi spectacular, it's not a space opera, it's a horror movie. Like you're not meeting uh you're not seeing anything that you're gonna enjoy. Uh it's one of the uh like the groundbreaking aspect of this because sci-fi has always been sanitized. Like up until the end you'd uh Flash Gordon, you'd Buck Rogers in the twenty fifth century and you know, even Star Trek was still a very clean sanitized look to it. When you go to this, you're you've got that sort of wild west, you know, desolate planets. They're not fit for human life. You can you're actually getting the wind in your face. Oh, and oh, that was sorry, I'm late. Yeah, I got the times wrong. Sorry. Oh, no, so thanks for turning up, man. Um, no, that's fine. <laughs> I was going for the same time as um, you know, we began the game. I, I know, and I haven't got spot. that right yet either. <laughs> well, um, oh, good to have you, man. I was just, I just started off my intro there, um, talking about this. How this was a, a shift in tonal atmosphere from the seventies into the eighties. Yeah, and yeah. that's what makes this movie so different. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, although they'd kind of gone for that lived-in look, hadn't they, with the technology and stuff, which I think we first saw in in Star Wars a couple of years earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it wasn't that. Well, it's only drastic, two. You know, it's only two years, but that's right. Yeah, there's still that aspect of you know the seventies did not understand technology. No, no, and we're going from like, like I said, Buck Rogers and all that, and even Star Trek the original series, bright lights, lots of color. That's how yes. they did it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yes, tonally, there there was a vast difference, and I, and and there weren't many. I don't think there had been many, um, like serious. Science fiction horror films. There's Angela just like for... on your way. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Angela. Um, I, I mean, since perhaps the 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 fifties, when um, you, you had a number of the 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 kind of horror films would would delving with the science fiction uh, elements, the, like um, the Fly would be one. Yeah, worlds. Yes. Um, day the earth stood still and all this stuff. Mm. Well, that wasn't that was which horror was it? Um, but yes, um, they came from outer space and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and so I think it was it was an attempt to do a, a serious science fiction horror film, which hadn't we'd had a lot of the swashbuckly stuff, like say Book Rogers and stuff, yeah, and, and creature features. Don't forget the the sort of I, the day yeah. they, they come under the creature feature element, I guess. which was their own thing. You know, big robot. It didn't matter if it was a big spider or a big robot. It was something big going through. Yeah, the time yeah. crashing, <laughs> people screaming. You know, that was that was its own genre. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was something different. It was. It was. It was dark. It was very, very dark, wasn't it? I think. And, and that was. I mean, we had a a bit of that in the seventies, I suppose. It, cinema got it got darker, didn't it? I think. Like the tone, um, thinking of well, the yellow around... was out, you know. What I mean, um, uh, the yellow fran- franchise, you know, the horror, the video, nasties mm. were coming out then. There was a ship from, yeah, 
you know, once again, this is the this is going from the sixties, you know, the the brightness of the sixties into the sort of the griminess. In seventies was grimy, I think. Yeah. I and mean, you saw that a lot in in some of the crime thrillers and things that came out as well around around the seventies. It, it was like I don't know, I don't know whether it was a uh, just a, a, a zeitgeist, like a um, just a collective <laughs> uh, unconscious thing. Um, it would just be with the state of the of, of the world as it was at then uh, at that time. So I mean, I barely remember the seventies. I only came at the tail end, so I've uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but that, that's kind of what that's what my parents tell me. Um, things were grim in the seventies, and, and I think it was reflected in the in the cinema of the time, as much as it is wasn't now. Wasn't sci-fi? That was a thing. Uh, no, no, we'd had because I was it because. Was it because uh, it was more sci-fi was more aimed at a younger audience before then? Would that would that be a fair um, assessment? There is, but also um, my my stand on has always been in the seventies. They could not comprehend the technology. No, it's difficult. To, like we can look back and we see the changes, but somebody ten years younger than us, twenty years younger than us, cannot imagine a time before the internet. No. They can't imagine the time before personal computers, for example. Because hmm. don't forget, a personal computer, like the, the digitapes took up an entire floor, not just a room, but an entire floor in an office for storage. Yeah. It was just, they couldn't wrap their heads around, they wanted to translate this technology on the screen. And it's okay, writers can do it, because you don't have yeah. to worry in the visual medium. But on TV, that's why the light bulb thing, um, look at The Exorcist 2. Or you know the the brain transfer was a big light bulb, you know, because that's the only thing they can comprehend. <laughs> Bright light means technology, because that's yeah, yeah. how they represented everything. Right. Yeah. Um. But do you get a bit of that in this movie when you think about um, like the mother's chamber, for example? That's yeah. classic seventies sci-fi. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, light bulbs probably, everywhere. Yeah, it kind of reminds um, me a little bit of, of something you'd see in two thousand and one. The way it's lit as well. Yeah. Um, the so, cryo sleep chamber, yes, because that's brightly lit as well, right? Yeah, compared that, to the rest that's of the, the way they that's the only way they could think of you know technology. And you see it in so many movies that's it oh, light everything brightly, make it white, yeah, it has to be make white. it pristine and clean. Sterile. That's and that means that, yeah, sterile yeah. medicine. And it's the only way they sort of could comprehend like uh, of that. So you can actually see, even in the Nostromo, everything else is grounded. It's realistic. You could imagine living on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like they did try to make it look like an oil rig or something, right? Yeah. Um, or how we imagine oil rig. I mean, I've never been on one. I don't. I don't know. But it's how I imagine an oil rig to look. These kind of very um, uh, functional corridors. There's nothing aesthetic about them. It's just, it's just purely functional, right? Yeah. And this is essentially a tugboat. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's just a trawler carrying a load of cargo you know it's a cargo ship they're not meant to be look at cargo ships today in the ocean they're not beautiful things no they're just no big, right. contraptions that are just designed well, to... it's, a, it's a platform it's a raft with <laughs> that you can yeah. stick containers on right <laughs> just hump as much stuff as possible that's yeah. and you get that where star wars was a space opera so the, the wanted the big imposing ships they wanted it to look glitzy and glamoury so yeah yeah like on the, planet, the big imposing the... ships were meant to look threatening and, and and terrifying right using scale um to, even to um what do you call that one the millennium falcon was meant to be yeah. 
It was meant to be a tug ship. Yeah. Because there's drawings of that bit, that square bit was meant to fit onto the back of a like a big container and push it. Yeah. Uh what would it be the curly and curvette or whatever it was called. Um yeah. but even I had to look flashy and I mean it didn't do what it was meant to do. Yeah. Where this thing's just a giant tug ship. That's it. With a command yeah. center it can detach. Yeah. Um what's this? Uh I've always enjoyed uh, sci-fi yeah. horror and aliens nothing has nothing as scarier than the big Yeah, um you kind of get a bleak future in this as well. Yeah. It's not a nice time to live. It's not. I, I mean, I don't know. I watched as I watched it again this time. I, I didn't there wasn't anything about the film that made that jumped out and made me think that the future was necessarily bleak, other than the fact that you, the, the technology was lived in and all this kind of stuff. But it, it and I was wondering if it the was culture. because we were we were aware of the later films that we kind of think of it that way. If we'd first seen that in 1979, would that have been what we came away with? I wasn't so sure, but well, there's two aspects to this. You know, if you're looking on a superficial level, it's oh, it's an alien that rips apart a ship and nobody has mm. a chance. Ash is the link linchpin in this that brings that other lure, the betrayal. Yeah. An order, yeah. uh, and then he was working for the, the company and they were willing to sacrifice everybody for what they were after, which I, I guess <laughs> it is just like a, an exaggeration of, of well, is it an exaggeration? Is it of, look of at today? <laughs> today. <laughs> if yeah. let's be honest, if a corporate could bump you off so you don't be look what they do to people just for saying they don't like a book or a movie. Hmm. They're quite happy to go and ruin people's lives and have them yeah. left homeless on the streets yeah. for something as innocent and going, I didn't really like that, and here's my reasons. They will come after you if you have any sort of traction and they think you're a threat. Yeah. So the corporate entity, you know, and what didn't know as well in New Tommy, really, you know, it was just, that's only as you delved into it. It was just the corporate, you know, you, yeah. you got that idea of the people in the back in the boardrooms just, uh, it's casually orders. making these decisions, yeah, um, and not really worrying about the human cost. I, I mean, yeah, I does that would it? I mean, I don't know if that made me think that the whole future was, was necessarily bleak. Um, <laughs> maybe working, uh, well, working for that company obviously was. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's pretty good, right? <laughs> you yeah. know, you'd, you'd be looking, you're putting your CV out to the competition, yeah. I kind of wondered if it was if it's because we 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 became more aware of 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 how things are done. I mean, it, this is like a, it was a snapshot, wasn't it, of of mm -hmm. the future in the, in that one instance, and and so, um, I don't know if it gave that much away, and we we're kind of filling in the blanks now, knowing what we know. Does that make sense? Am I, yeah, it does. Yeah, because it's yeah. hard to it is hard to look at this in isolation because yeah. now that we've had been. You know, with the, however yeah. many movies, and we've do, we've been, like I said, the reason for this stream tonight is because we've been playing a game based on it, which actually yeah, that's right, even yeah. goes further into not just Will and Utami, but the 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 world, the socioeconomics, the politics, the the rivals, and the fact that there's paid uh, coursers out there that companies will you know have to raid the ships, yeah, and you know, and this is just legitimized. It is the Wild West, you know, in space. Mm. But it's still got that company veneer of we're nice, but all this yeah. naughty stuff goes on underneath the surface. Yeah. 
So because I guess when when they first came up with this film, they, it, it wasn't as well thought out. The background and all of that wasn't necessarily as well considered at that point. It was just uh, uh, you know an excuse to get these people in this spaceship in this situation. Um, that I kind of wonder if we just it's it's uh, we're filling in the blanks for it retrospectively when we think of it. I, I mean, be, but the seeds are there. The thing is, there's been, there have been horror sci-fis before, like Apollo 11 and ones like that. They're just so hammy. Like, <laughs> no, no attempt made. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when you think of movies that have been about, I mean, this isn't the only sci-fi horror in the, mm. in the 70s, but this is one that led the seeds of a deeper plot. Like, you wanted to know more. Most, yeah. most other sci-fi horrors that come out you just took it face value and that was it. And if this was just another sci-fi horror that we're, you know, you wouldn't mentally fill in the blanks or you wouldn't, it wouldn't have had the legs if there no. wasn't the seed there. That's, that's no, the thing. I, 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 that's a, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's created this, um, this, this interest and enough for people to write books about it and do comic books and, and make other films. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, perhaps you're right. Perhaps I'm, I don't know, but it's easy to you know it's easy, um it's easy to have preconception. That's why sometimes you just you step yeah. back and you just try and watch the thing in isolation. Don't don't binge like yeah. <laughs> so thing I have, I have a bad habit of doing. I'll watch one like oh I'm gonna binge all ten movies yeah. and not sleep at night, and then it's like no, I gotta gotta think about this. So let's just look at it. Yeah. No, I mean for, for this as well. I watched the the original was the only one I could find. I couldn't find the special edition. So I don't know. And, and it's been a while since I've seen the special edition. So I don't know if there was actually any, anything added in, um, in the special edition that would kind of reinforce that, that idea. That I have, you, you, you think uh, I have the DVD and it's mm. all the special features and the special features are the deleted scenes, the cut scenes. Yeah. And to be honest, there's nothing else really added, but no, gives you, um, there's no real. In, it doesn't in, really give you anything. Look into the world. Yeah. There's one scene I'm glad they didn't put in, and that was the cocoon scene, because that would have destroyed the sequel. Well, it kind of messed everything up a little bit if that was in there. They, the whole cycle, yeah, the, life, have, like yeah. Alien, right? That would have completely destroyed it. Where by leaving that out, and then we got aliens, which I think we'll, we'll probably talk about at some it's point. A, yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> But you still had that mystery. That it's a case of which movies make the problem. Uh, the mistake today is they show they don't tell, or the tell they don't show. They they overexplain yeah. the go into the minutia and they don't leave any wonderment. No, no, that yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think I was I was reading a a book a while back. Uh, it was about um, the stories of H.P. Lovecraft and how he left elements unexplained um just because it i don't know things perhaps more frightening that way because you know there are certain things that we, we wouldn't know or shouldn't know or mm-hmm. about the universe i don't know um and so leaving those little bits out unexplained it just leaves the reader or the viewer just thinking how how or why yeah and, and, that's and, a and never you know that's yeah. that's the tricky thing about writing or creation if you if you over explain then you ruin all mystery yeah if you don't leave enough seeds there, then there's no wonderment. It's just a, an empty story. Mm. And I think that's yeah. what made this different. Because there has to be something that made this different. Because, like I said, it's not the only sci-fi horror movie of the time. It's not the only creature feature. It's not the only alien movie. It's 
it's a combination of things that made this its uh its own thing and it made it groundbreaking mm. and that's what uh that's what you sort of want to i want to look into you know is what what did happen or what were the seeds that were planted and one thing is that first of all the tonal change yeah where the you know, still had the bright sci-fi stuff but they're managing to merge it with the grittiness the sort of grindhouse look um yeah i mean do you think it was a, a like a deliberate choice just to remind viewers that this is a sci-fi movie it's, <laughs> no i just think it's a product of the time i just think yeah. they didn't understand how to like if they did a sleep chamber now it wouldn't be brightly lit it would be subdued and you think yeah yeah it would just be a chamber yeah. it would be built into the wall you'd sit on it and you know and you wouldn't even think mm. um look at halo yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, look at look at the Halo okay. franchise. They they don't make a. It's not. They're just built into the wall. Yeah, and they just you pop in, you switch off. That's it. Where this was his own thing. It was almost treated with reverence. The the hypersleep chamber, hmm. because yeah. of the you know the nature of sci-fi. So I just think it was a product of the time that they they just still hadn't quite figured that out. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and so. When you kind of finally visit the rest of the ship, is, did you think it was meant? Well, I mean, you're saying it's a private time. I was wondering, could it be? A, it was trying to create a juxtaposition between that bit and the rest of the ship that was all dark and grimy. And is it, if you kind of go to the uh, the other scenes where you have um, when they're they're eating, for example. Um. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Um, uh, whether they're, they're eating, yeah, um, it's and, a galley, that, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry about that. Um, um, yes, um, th- 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 there's that whole it, oh, excuse me, just one second. All right, no problem. Uh, we'll um, get back to that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, want you bad. <laughs> <laughs> No, somebody's trying to call me um uh yeah so you, you kind of have that that kind of whether it's meant to be the, the bits where the crew kind of inhabit they, they've attempted to make them look um more like your 70s uh spaceships uh as we envis- envisaged them at the time it's only when you kind of go into the uh the more functional parts of the ship that you get the griminess i don't know is that a deliberate that that would strike me as something that some Clever bloke. Was it Sid Mead that did all of the? Did yeah, he did all the spaceship design. Yeah, yeah. Well, then that's the kind of thing he. I don't know if he did the interior sets or anything like that as well. Um, but probably how they, but, you know, he was a smart guy, and I think he might have done stuff like that deliberately, potentially to just to make it. You know, the the, the lived-in bits being the safe area, um, and the the. The more functional areas are the the where the bits were creepy where people tended to get killed mm-hmm. in the dark. <laughs> but I think as well, these were functional. I mean, it was a tugboat, and it was probably mm. been in service for how many years as this technology developed. Mm. So you'd probably find as well bits of the ship were retrofitted. Yeah, because yeah. you got you didn't get a like in the seventies would have just all been glistening and white and glowy and everywhere. Yeah, and it'll, it'll actually hurt your eyes after a while. You know, just think of the Buck Rogers series like that, <laughs> that genuinely hurt the, the original um, Battlestar Galactica series. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that that, that kind of hurt your eyes if you watched that for too long because just the the brightness and tone just was a bit much. 
but you get there was yeah there was a purpose so this could have been just oh we've now got the new chamber and it got built in and it was brand spanking new but they didn't bother building a brand new ship no they just they retrofitted just, that, that area been, yeah i mean yeah they upgraded the yeah. alley now and again so there you go they retrofitted that area but yeah. when you get to the bunks for example like they're just, they're just normal bunks hmm and got posters and everything else, and it wasn't, uh, yeah, still it sort had of had the white in. tone, but it was subdued. It, lived it, in. Like, it was lived yeah. in, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, the, look at yeah, the it made to look like it had been around a while mm-hmm. and, and used. Look um, at the cockpit, yes, you know, I mean, it, it had you know, I mean, it had little uh, bobbleheads and stuff, but it was lived in, but it had the dark subdued because it was, you know, different part of the ship. But it's when you get down to the bios like the story room. Well, who the hell is going to decky up the story room? Yeah, <laughs> well, cargo bay. We're going to do a paint job. Go to any yeah. warehouse, and you know, I mean, you go to any building that has its own warehouse. You've got the shiny offices and the shiny reception. Then you get the warehouse, and the, the tone changes the minute you go to the top step. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not it's not indifferent to today. Yeah, that was that's it. Yeah. But it was clever um, though the fact that the they made that attempt. Yeah, yeah. Um... I say I don't know if it was coming from that. Um, well, I guess it, one thing it does it it it, it, it tonally it sets a, a, makes a big change, doesn't it? I suppose as well. It, where you got things like um, Book Rogers, Battlestar Galactic, it was all very hopeful. Star mm-hmm. Trek, it's all very hopeful, and 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 here they were trying to um, they, they were trying to frighten and intimidate. I think weren't they? And, well, absolutely. And it's like, all very brutish. Um, yeah, one of the best trailers ever. You know, just you know, you have no doubt that you're you're going to do a horror movie. Like yeah. no mess about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got no uh, no hint of the storyline. No, um, I mean, like I, you I see people, spin, like even just... Nash, you see him spinning about. No, but you don't know why. Uh, you no. hear people screaming. You don't know why, but it's yeah, it's, it's of, of, yeah, made to obfuscate. Uh, yeah. Um, but that, that's probably just because of the way they made trailers back then as well, right? In the fact that they weren't trying to reveal too much of the story. And, you know, there are some major elements of, of Alien that they wouldn't want people to know about beforehand, before going in necessarily. I mean, but today it's all like platter. <laughs> well, that's right. The I mean, yeah. are, you, you, they you don't, don't need to watch a movie. That's it. It pretty much tells you that everything you need to know is is there in the trailer, right? Um you don't need to go to see the film unless you want to just switch your brain off for a couple of hours and have lights poured into them, into your eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, back then I think trailers, they, 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 they were probably shorter. They showed less. It mm-hmm. was, yeah. Would it have been, it would have been enough to get people in, I think. Oh yeah. It? Cause you're definitely going to see something different. Yeah. You knew you were going to see a horror movie, but the intriguing part was it's in space, mm. and this could have been set in a submarine. You know, it's, it's still had that. I think they're maybe thinking about a submarine or something. You know, you're getting that well. That, that was done later, topic. wasn't it? They did that later with things like Leviathan. It was basically mm-hmm. the same story, but in a submarine. Um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, uh, it's it was neat. Um. Let's go through the notes here and actually go through the plot because I'd, um, yeah, because we're talking about them waking from hypersleep and all. 
even though it's a sci-fi thing, they're out there basically scratching their bits and going to make them breakfast. You know, yeah. just it yeah. wasn't yeah. The, I mean, this they, were every man. they wanted to kind of demonstrate these weren't like super astronauts. These are everyman, right? These are the blue collar types. Yeah, um, just like you look and at space I, Odyssey, um, two thousand one. Yeah. Everyone, it was almost like a ballet when they got up and you got the music in the background. Where this is just like, right, yeah, off yeah. get on with it. You know, <laughs> exactly, like, oh, right? Hit this, yeah. we're down the job. Hit this. Yeah, so it, it was the idea being that they wanted to kind of portray these people as, as everyman, and that this was this was this was routine. Whereas I suppose in two thousand and one, films like that, it was it was supposed to be still, um kind of new ish mm -hmm. uh, and you know it was we we hadn't gotten far much further than the moon whereas alien it that they're trying to show that you know this is live this is routine this is what people do this is how it works uh these are these are just regular people these aren't astronauts they're just regular people that are doing this job uh, and are just about to get into a, a nasty yeah, situation tugboats, you know if you think about it they're not even the miners no. They would have went to the mining colony. They just pick it up. You know, they're, yeah. they're long distance truckers. Yeah, truckers. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. You know, and that that hadn't been done before. No, like no, that, that, that was tone new. of movie hadn't been done before, and that's that back then would have been very refreshing. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, and there's no gobbledygook if you think about it. Uh, no real techniques. Yeah, just none, none of that blah, 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 the hyper blah, 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 blah. There's none of that nonsense. That no. was all just thrown to the side. It's, I can get it to work this time, you know, change the fuses. You know, yeah. it was, that sort of language yeah. you used. Talk about wires and insulation yeah. and <laughs> that's technical. Yeah, yeah, and not really knowing that like, you've got two engineers who are goof off at every opportunity and mm. have to be prodded. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that, you know what I mean, that... You get that in the workspace. You've always got those. Like it was the banter, right? It's the yeah. workspace banter, almost. Um, yeah, and I, I, I like that. And I think they were probably my favourite two characters because of that. I um, quite early on, I mm -hmm. quite liked that. Um, th yeah, because they were. It was. It they were just people. They could have been factory workers, right? They could have just been anyone. Yeah. And and uh, and uh, that that's. That's how they were being portrayed, and they were just going to be placed in a in a in a terrible situation that they had to try and deal with. You know, it could that, have been any any of us. But if they had been um, like your typical sci-fi people that have all been mm. experts in their field, that have been this, that, and the other, yeah. Like even Ripley, um, Ripley's a hero, and she she basically became an iconic character. But yeah, here she was middle management at the start. She was that annoying one. Have you done it yet? Have you done it yet? Oh, come yeah. on, I just want to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that bitch is at me again. Would you just leave me alone? You know, yeah, she's just your middle manager, the third officer, yeah, the supervisor who just always on your back. You know, there was nothing really endearing about her. Um, no. if this had a, if this had been a normal run, say this had been a documentary about a crew, you would oh, yeah, like, yeah, like, she would have, yeah, or if it had been a sitcom, yeah, she'd be the one yeah. that everybody would be playing the tricks on, right? And <laughs> yeah, and being horrible to, um, but by you know, by the book and all this, and you know, not really, uh, she wasn't an endearing character, and that, that's cool to see because that's the hero's journey, isn't it? I, I guess, yeah, yeah. She was thrust into this position where she had to make the decisions, and and uh, well, it didn't turn out so well. Let's put it that way. But yeah, <laughs> but then again, that's that's sort of the horror as well. Um, because 
it's not insurmountable odds. It's like I'm not the apex predator anymore, and that's the beauty of the horror genre. It's like, mm. oh, I'm not top of the food chain. Oh, it doesn't matter what I do, I have no chance in hell. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and and if the company are out to get you, there's very little you can do about and it. And that was the extra lure. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's not just that yeah. the extra lure on top of it. This yeah. could have been a very bland, you know, paint by numbers horror movie yeah. without that action because they had the conversation at the start don't forget they led this all up they're talking about their bonuses they're talking about okay what are we getting for this trip you know we're entitled to this so i'm not doing any i'm down in tools and stuff because we haven't yeah. done this properly i've just been thrown in this now i had to go salvage somebody answer a disgrace call that's in my job um, um, and all yeah. that kind of comes into it until they're reminded the regulations mean that they have to or they lose they forfeit all their shares etc yeah so yeah um yes uh, uh, adds the level of i, I don't know maybe the, the, the level of realism uh you get to identify with these characters more maybe mm -hmm. do you think is that is that well, the intention? if anyone's been a crap job you know in their life and mm. they know that you know there's always bits the company's written things in their contracts you may not have 100 read or understood unless yeah. you get a team of <laughs> solicitors you know a legal team to look over every contract yeah before you sign it there's nine times out of ten something in there designed to screw you over if things go wrong it's when the job goes right there's no problems yeah but that's a show when things go wrong all oh, right now you've got to go and investigate this i'm not trained for that doesn't matter you either do it or you come back and get nothing mm. that's your yeah. choice <laughs> So you've Sometimes. been away for what a year, and you're going to come back with nothing. To... And obviously, it's, it's a real world. You've got bills to pay. You've got a family to look after. Probably, you're. It's the same as being on a uh, the Merchant Navy, for example, hmm. or in a you know one of the cruise ship or what do you call it? Not cruise ship. Well, probably cruise ship somewhere, but oh yeah, like the uh, yeah the ship. Merchant Navy type stuff. Yeah. yeah. So you're you're on a tugboat for eight months, Karen. Uh, ISO containers, and then you get told, "Well, if you don't divert from your route and go here to this random island that picks something up, well, guess what? You're still going to finish the job, but when you come back, you're not getting paid." <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Who who does that? Who could do that in the real world? Hmm. Yeah. So there's something you know. There's a reality brought into this that I don't think had ever been attempted before. I can't um, think of an example. Um, from around that time, no, I no, neither can I really. Um, it's become say, the norm now, you know. Like I said, it's hard. But, to well, I think this, that's probably the legacy of this film, um, to a degree. Um, things became grimier. I mean, if, um, if you wanted to take a you know, a fairly heavy handed example, if you look at the difference between 2001 A Space Odyssey and 2010, mm -hmm. um, and I know that they were meant to be like it was the difference between American and, and Russian um at spaceships in that but they definitely took on that alien aesthetic i think for the leonov in uh in 2010 mm -hmm. which wasn't in 2001 of course but it was still it was supposed to be nine years later but it, it they, they kind of grimed it up a bit to make it um yeah, I, 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 well i think yeah i mean that was yeah it looked it, it's it, it's more real right i suppose mm -hmm. Maybe. I think there's this aspect. They wanted this movie to be taken seriously, hmm. and that that was the major difference. Because even creature features back in the day, nobody took them seriously. Like just there were matinees, 
Yeah. No, I mean, and kids want to see him and big spider. Well, if they're dri- driving movie type stuff or whatever, right? Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> so the word meant to be taken seriously. This was a different beast. Mm. Yeah. Um, I know it didn't come out the, afterwards, but obviously the, they were told about the planetoid, but LV426 would become the most iconic designation for anything. Anyone uh, who's a sci fi fan or that, you know, you, you hear yes. that instantly. They know. Yeah. Brought in. Yeah. If I hadn't called it a Kiron, would that have worked? Like it's uh, it later became known as a Kiron. Mm. It had given a name, like most things got in the seventy and got a, you know plants got names and stuff. Was there something about just having a designation that these were just? I suppose thoughts on a map. Did that help with the mythos? Um, I, I mean, perhaps, yeah. Um, it, having it as just a, a, like a designation kind of makes it almost insignificant, I suppose, right? But you know, we know better. Um, mm. <laughs> And it makes it sound more, um, I, I don't know, it's, it's a bit more brutal. Would that be an accurate term, do you think? Because impersonal, it's not, you know, yeah, the impersonal. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's a better It's completely impersonal. To yeah, that's, that's, yeah that's, that's a better description. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think, that, you know, giving something a name, uh, it's, it, it's almost a bit, a bit arty, I think. And uh, and and this this kind of strips that away. Just says no. It's just these these letters and numbers. That's what this that's, this thing's called. And and it it's brutish and it it, it fits. It, it kind of fits that that tone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I care on now. I don't know. Was that in the uh, that comes up in the novelization? If I remember, yeah, so it comes up, comes up later. Uh, it wasn't that. Don't forget, they, didn't, they just called it a planetoid. Because remember, they start the. The ship gets brought out. Of, they get brought out of hypersleep early. Mm. They're they're only about halfway through their journey, and they're told to divert. But they, they can't even pick it up in the star maps. Yeah, you know I mean they're, they're having trouble trying to uh, find out where they actually are. Yeah, mother brought them out. Um, and then they're just told it's a planetoid. So in the actual alien movie itself, we had no idea. This is mythos that got built up. Actually, it gets you know, I mean, it gets LV426 uh, and aliens, you know, that's yes. later on, yeah. And then this is where the world building I think it's from a sequel, the world building actually happens, but they, these this is the seed, yeah. And if this movie hadn't have got the tone right, if I hadn't got this correct, it would, it would have just been another movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but well, I mean, so it, it was good evening, Harry Man. Good oh. to have you on. Uh, <laughs> on YouTube. Uh. Um, so I, I mean, I, I watched it last night, mm-hmm. but I can't. Remember. They never refer to it as a a name or designation. No, no, no. It's just a planetoid. Yeah, yeah. It's only um, in Aliens that it gets LD, yeah, it gets uh, funny. But that name. became iconic with the the franchise. Yeah, and like, I think they ended up naming more places with the lv designation as well didn't mm-hmm. they? they i think that crops up quite a bit and i think in the role-playing game isn't there's quite a few lv whatever's oh yeah yeah because that's you know <laughs> they show up standard and that's, the, that's yeah. the way but the fact that the they don't have flying names for planets and they don't you know no. and we'll get this whole idea that it is just commodities mm. and uh it is it is almost like the, like it's the idea of the wild west when they went out and the the, the flag the plot lands yeah 
do you remember that that rush and they went out and that the, was the idea that the the plots were allocated and then if you got your flag in the plot that was you yeah it's almost yeah. like that it like went out in I, space I, I, yeah, and I guess it makes sense for for planetoids to kind of have these these kind of designations because it's it's not like uh, even in Star Trek, weren't they? You'd have the planet would be named after the star, and it would be like something something, and then a mm-hmm. number uh, of the um, something system, Cygnus, Cygnus Alpha Two, or whatever it was. And <laughs> yeah, and that's um, a big tonal change. And Battlestar Galactica was another one because that's I think that was a, the darker sort of side of Star Trek. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was the first sort of attempt. Like it's, there's just a wee bit of a mindset change, you know. They could never bring these two worlds together. I think Battlestar Galactica was an attempt at it. Um, I think because it was, I still have this feeling that the Battlestar was marketing for a younger audience, and and the, they so they had quite they had quite flashy names for planets, if I recall, mm-hmm. in Battlestar Galactica, like Carillon or whatever. Oh, and I was wondering, had a name. yeah, um, and and uh, and and. That could have been maybe part of the law for that as well, in terms of uh, it, it was meant to be based on like mythology almost, wasn't it? A lot of those mm-hmm. things, and you. So maybe that was yeah, a lot of us based on the uh, astrological chart. You know, that's what they got. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah. the colonies, twelve colonies of Earth, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but there was definitely an attempt there to right. We want to do something different. We're we're tired of Buck Rogers. We're tired of Star Trek's fine, but mm. we want something different. There's like a yearning. And I just think this movie, and also we want something for, you know, everything's aimed towards kids, but adults can enjoy this too. This yeah. is the the sort of shift that the, the younger generation are growing up, but what's for the adults to still enjoy? Yeah. It was a Adults still buy cinema tickets at the end of the day. Animal, uh, adults still go to movies. Yeah. It was, it was definitely a darker turn um, than we'd seen previously with Battlestar. And I, I don't know if that was... Um, I, I, well, I would have had no influence, I don't think, on... on no, no, not a direct, but it's, it was, you can see the mindset. Yeah. You know, you can see that there's a mindset of trying to trying to go that direction. Yeah. Is that an attempt, perhaps, to kind of try and make sci-fi more adult, maybe? Well, I think yeah. they were trying to, like, the longevity they wanted. Um, they wanted the adult audience, too. They wanted to be able to bring this in the adult, because... God, what was it about at the time? You know, creature features, they were kind of waning. Because mm. it'd been done, um, Universal Monster had been done. That's you know where next to go. Yeah, I think it was. It, yeah, what else was there around there? It would be more fantasy movies like uh, your Simbads. Simbad, yeah, the Tiger, um, and the... came out around by that time, wasn't it? Um, yeah, um, a little bit earlier than that, of course, was the uh, the uh, um, the Burroughs movies that they'd made. Hammer made, wasn't it as well? I think we talked about oh, this yeah. uh, recently. The Doug McClure. <laughs> Styly, they were all around that time as well, and they were all yeah. very campy and, and and fun. Um, yeah, and that's that's fine, but it's not, you know, I mean, it's for the almost teenage audience for the like early twenties. But this was definitely more tonal change for an adult. You know, I mean, eighteen uh, above. I mean, mature. it was. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. And Alien was obviously purely an adult movie it was definitely <laughs> this adult movie that sounds wrong but uh, it was definitely a movie, movie that's, for uh, <laughs> unfortunately that's an americanism you know yeah 
Right. Everything's either for kids or porn. You know, there's no in between. <laughs> where at least back, at least there's a bit of nuance back in that grown-up movies say. You know, you're, yeah, yeah. As an adult, you're allowed to have a more mature taste than a ten-year-old. Where yes. today, it seems to be you're not allowed to have that. <laughs> we live in strange times at the moment. Um, uh, yeah, we do. <laughs> we do indeed. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I. I so maybe that maybe there was um maybe they were starting to make a shift because what was what was Battlestar? that was 78 yeah that's i think this is all um, this is all the, the year like i said it's yeah. all the so we, we had we had star wars in 77 which was mm -hmm. all bright lights and um and laser guns and stuff and yeah then we had the, the, all the grounded stuff was on the planet yeah but once you went down the space it was pew 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 yeah any lights and oh sorry i've been corrected because yeah, Chris, you didn't look up Google or anything. <laughs> How's Admiral Tarkin doing, by the way? Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, you had all that stuff, which how's that doing, by the way? <laughs> Actually, we can't really talk about Alien because um yeah, certain movies are coming out and it's gonna not gonna be good. Mm. Uh but yeah, we're seeing that tonal shift and as things do, it's it's nice. Uh, it's cool to actually be able to see the pivoting points of where things in the direction. Because this was the you know, I mean, the eighties became you know an iconic decade for horror, for example. Yes. Still, people um, look at the eighties and go, "Yep, can't be topped," because that that was just where the ingenuity were. You, I always say, look at the special features of any movie and look at the special effects team. You'll know what horror was about. Because hmm. it was those guys making up their recipes and ideas, and well, it's still practical as well, right? Yeah. And so that's still practical effects. Sort of a golden age of that time. Uh, people, especially looking at movies today, people are starting to look back. I'm finding myself starting to look back now, going, "Okay, what can I watch again, or what can I revisit?" Because <laughs> uh, well, don't worry, because nothing. whatever film you were in, thinking of enjoying, they're probably going to remake anyway, right? In a Oh, wonderful! <laughs> mm. um, another another thing we brought in here was the space jockey. That in, was one of the greatest mysteries of sci-fi horror for decades. It was, and that it, was a talking. And point. it was never explained. It yeah. was never really explained. And, and I don't know if we needed it explaining. That was the the thing. That was that was it. it was a mystery and. I mean, I think we've 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 spoken about this uh, in the past about the the way the later films came along and 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 started chipping away at the, the mystery, which kind of diminished the alien a little bit. And I'm talking mm -hmm. mainly about the the more recent yeah uh, efforts. Oh, um, by the way, folks, you you wonder why everyone's tired when we're doing the RPG games is because they're actually <laughs> ten hour sessions. About four hours is the game, and the rest of the times us just riffing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Person. And the what else? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So I am um, uh, the space jockey. I mean, I mean, for one, it's it's an iconic image, isn't it? Um, yeah, absolutely. Just... When when you when you see that thing, and you're not quite sure what it's sitting in. This this thing, it's kind of, and it's massive. You know, mm -hmm. it's really big. Um, you don't know if it's sitting in a in some kind of turret or if it's like a. Is is a pilot or whatever? It's it's just this weird 
fossil, isn't he? Um, because mm-hmm. even make note that it's been fused into yeah, the yeah. end of the seat, so they can't actually discern what it was. So, how much of that was the space jockey? How much of its things actually like stalactites growing over the top of it? It's been warped out of recognition, yeah, because it's that old. Um, yeah. but I mean, obviously, there's the there is the uh, the hole in the chest, isn't there? In, in that, yeah, thing, that's which alludes to, <laughs> um, alludes to something, uh, something untoward going on. Um, uh, but that, yeah, I mean, I, I think it, 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 it symbolized. I mean, I remember at the time, and I wouldn't have been very old when this, this was out. I remember you used to go to the cinema and they'd have all these cards. Uh, you'd have like the poster of the film mm-hmm. and they'd have little stills from the film kind of uh, sh- just shown underneath, arrayed underneath the poster. Uh, you'd see all these, like, just like, they were like postcards, but there were photographs of scenes from the film. And that was one that it was the space jockey was one that you always saw. There's just this, mm-hmm. and it became, in my mind, you know, it, it just became synonymous it was that that was like you saw that and you knew exactly what what it was and what film we were talking about at that point yeah and um, that takes work yeah you you don't just accidentally do that no, no. that's good storytelling because like i said it's been umpteen at this point i think people were burnt out with sci-fi at the sort of late 70s yeah uh, well it was, it was time for it to go in a different direction because just too too much too flashy exhausting to watch yeah yeah and and again i don't know when the i don't know when the the, the script was originally written um I, th- I think it was quite some time before the film actually came out that the script was written and maybe it was one of those things that oh <laughs> star wars that was popular a few years ago science fiction is pretty big so maybe we can throw in this script that we've got about this horror this 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 monster in space mm-hmm. um so i don't know maybe it was riding on because i i think the sci-fi thing it did hang on for a while we had star wars uh close encounters of the third kind star trek the motion picture uh all these Once big and that was big, a che- you know it was the yeah change in tone because up to the end it was just cheesy and daft and people couldn't take it seriously and it was just yeah it was running the end of his course so something had to happen yeah and i think it was um, uh i think it was star wars you know that was a changed it because it showed hold on you can have something look like a an actual functioning aircraft on the ground yeah and operating like a aircraft in the ground and that's fine and then it can still be the starcraft but have it look as if you've got ground crew and normal instead of this super hyperbolic chamber that you know almost ghost like that the, <laughs> used to fly out yeah 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 um but I kind of think that it was that that script had probably I have it in my head and I could be completely mm-hmm. wrong, but I've just got this. I've just seemed to recall reading that that script had been floating around for a while before um, before it was finally decided that there was, somebody was going to make something of it. And I'm sure it would have been the 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 sudden interest in, in sci fi that would have kickstarted all of that. But it was it was a big total change. It was a risk, right? I think it Absolutely. was a risk. who would have. um People would have wanted to see a horror movie, but putting those two genres together in that way, yeah. And there's no mistaken from the trailer, like you're that you're and you're gonna get frightened. Yeah, <laughs> that's you know, in the... <laughs> that's the intention. Yeah, and yeah. um, 
So you're a yeah. casual viewer, we're not going to see this movie. No. Wanting flashy lights and somebody wanting to go see Star Wars, for example, was not going to see this movie. Under no uh, circumstances, you weren't bringing your kids. To see this movie. Yeah, so it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, obviously, not going to be child friendly. Yeah, but I wondered if it might, um, being sci-fi, might have got a few put more people in that wouldn't necessarily go yeah, to because, see a horror once film. Again, the, the adult yeah. audience, because everything when everything's geared towards kids, and it just gets annoying. You know, like imagine watching a kids' channel all the time. That's your only source of entertainment. Yeah. And as an adult, you're like. And beyond this, you know, you're you're wanting something tailored for you, but you still remember having fun. Yeah. And this is where, like I said, the two meshing together just where it changed everything. And yeah, it was a risk, but well, it paid off. It, it well, truly <laughs> paid off. Because, okay, yeah. Um, this movie was made on a budget of eleven million. Ooh, and it brought in one hundred eighty-four point seven at the box office at the time. I mean, they sound like big numbers now, right? But, um, back then, I mean, 11 million that's yeah. that would have been quite a budget back then, right? Yeah, but it still made more than enough. You yeah, think oh God, yeah. blow on a like 184 million, that's not even a like they don't even that's spent on reshoots, yeah, crap movies that they didn't think through the first time, you know, the, the inflation is <laughs> just ridiculous. Um, but being made that, yeah, that was a hell of a risk. 11 million, 1979 is a hell of a risk. Mm. So you had to have faith in it. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, Ridley Scott at that time, I mean, he'd not done a huge amount of feature films. No, no, no. This was, I mean, um... I mean, what was The Duelists? Probably a couple of years before that, I think, mm -hmm. which was a completely different, you know, neither horror nor sci fi, but a historical kind of drama. And then suddenly here he is, <laughs> given 11 million. To make yeah. a science fiction horror film. But we'll say um, that um, you know, with a good story, and he he just basically had the tell the faithful adaptation of you know, get the idea of the story and what was doing. Mm. It worked. And this is back when they did take risks. So yeah, yeah there might have been ten of these movies made and flopped, but they're always chasing that lightning in the bottle. Yeah. And that's what made cinema exciting, and that's what made the eighties happen. Yeah, it's films yeah. I guess made the eighties happen, and I think people forget how iconic the eighties were in terms of cinema. No, yeah, I mean, uh, the block sometimes I wonder because we kind of lived through it. Yeah, <laughs> it feels bigger than it was. I don't know. No, because you look at the nineties. Look, at, things started to taper off and started getting sanitized in the nineties and the mm. early two thousands. You know, I mean, we've lived through that too. Yeah, yeah. and seen the tonal shift and. From 2010 onwards, you know, I mean, it's just become bland, safe, corporatized, and not exciting. And now we're seeing that the, the companies that are doing this are losing money hand over fist. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a matter of time before they start acquisitioning and buying and selling. It's all going on. They don't want you to see it, but the companies are in trouble because they've lost this uh, element of risk taking. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, so they're and never going to when... find the new franchise. That's why they're retreading and retreading because they're just, they're burnt with no idea. Yeah, and then when you do see somebody taking a, a bit of a risk, you do some, see something quite special every now and again, don't you? Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm thinking of recent films, maybe things like um, Inception. I'm st that's not that recent anymore, but I'm no, thinking that's... of something like that. <laughs> there you go. You're, you can't. You think of something that might be recent, and it's 10, 15 it's years not, old, yeah. 20 years I, old. I, I just put in that down on my age and my 
no, no, no. It's <laughs> it's a phenomenon. Yeah, like I, I have it, been looking at movies for quite a number of years now, mm. and I give a new movie as much a chance as a, an old one. I'm not one of these people that sits and oh, the past was brilliant, but I have seen this trend. Yeah, and it's just become more and more apparent, and that's why I retreads reshoot. What am I excited about next year? A, a remake of Nosferatu. That's the only movie I'm genuinely excited about, and it's a remake. Uh, yeah, and, Which, honest, and it's a second I, I, remake as well. It's not even a first remake. No, <laughs> it's a second I, remake. I don't even. I, I've, I've even stopped actually looking to see what films are, are coming out now. To be honest, I don't. I don't really get excited about films anymore. Which is well, which is it's gone. Yeah, and that's nothing yeah. to do with age. Because this was geared. This was thinking. Okay, we're not aiming at the kids. We're aiming at adults. Yeah, we want adults yes. to actually get excited about movies again. Mm. Yeah. And it yeah. proved that there's nothing wrong with doing that. No. No, the I think yeah, seventies um, and eighties definitely. Uh, some some magic was going on uh, in cinema then. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know the stats, but I can imagine there were probably more <laughs> um, filmmakers going bankrupt or whatever back then as well, and maybe more <laughs> studios going bankrupt. Yeah, but that's part of you know in rise and fall. But the you know, but, but that would that's be, what keeps you know, it alive. You're taking a risk, and, and yeah. you'll get something that pays off. It's same as small, medium enterprises. You know, small mm. businesses crop up, fold flat, but it, it creates a thriving economy. But now everything's corporatized. Yeah, there's no growth. There's no innovation. No, and pretty much everything owned what by we, Disney. Right? What's what's innovation? You get the latest <laughs> rectangle thing replaced yeah. with the new rectangle thing with the new designation. Where yeah. if you think back to the thing? days of Nokia. Phones are different shapes and sizes that have tried anything. Yeah. yeah there's excitement about that. them. What the yeah. hell does this thing do? <laughs> the Blackberry, you know what I mean? Uh, all that sort of stuff. That <laughs> does not happen now. Everything yeah. just on a decline. And you see, people are talking more about silly things and not innovating or creating or inventing. That's yeah. a decline of, you know, and I think art strictly linked to that. If you uh, yeah. lose that creative spark and art doesn't inspire you, Let's go back to Star Trek, the tricorder, the idea of uh, you know communications. Yeah. That that uh, set a whole scene. You know, people are inspired. Oh, can we actually do that? And look at the technology we have today. Mm. If it wasn't for imagination, for risk taking, for be- want a better word, you wouldn't even have yeah. thought of it. No, that's true. Yeah. Well, it's all about it's 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 more the money now, anyway, isn't it? That's that's kind of the problem. It's, it's all about money. There's nothing wrong with making money. That's yeah, I don't get that mad attitude of today. Oh, well, making money is a bad thing. Of course not, because that's how you reinvest into the. It the is, but it it, it means that people are less inclined to take the risks, which is what we're well, you know we're talking about, really, isn't it? Yeah, but then um, they're losing money. That's what I said. They're losing money overall because yeah. these companies are in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, early seven sci-fi was still influenced by the Optimus game by the lunar landing. Alien wouldn't have been successful until the end of the dec- decade. It's more pessimistic. Um, I suppose, but that I am uh, the point I'm making is that optimism. Yeah, that that was the whole seventies, but people were getting tired of that. It was becoming nauseating. Yeah, you know I mean that 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 was fine. The road in that sort of wave, but like all waves, you're riding that wave for a while, but it comes down. 
Yeah. And and the world was kind of changing quite a bit mm. in the late seventies as well, wasn't it? And um uh, it was a bit of a grim, a grim outlook from the mid seventies onwards, you know. Yeah, we're uh, gonna do a cold we'd had war Vietnam and... and all the Cold War, etc. Yeah. Um, and, and things were looking pretty grim. I mean, early eighties where we were getting protect and survive manuals stuck through your door. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. difficult to be optimistic when you're kind of faced with that kind of stuff. Um, so I think you would, yes, they, they, there was definitely that late sixties, early seventies, the, the moon landings made space cool and, and exciting and, and the future looked great. Um, but towards the end of the seventies, I think with the veneer had kind of come off. Mm-hmm. And, and this is just uh, an example of what if like people always yeah. love horror, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter how optimistic or what the times are. People love a good scare. Mm. Yeah. 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 At least horror as a genre has the, I mean, has the guts to go. Okay, let's go try here. Here's something we haven't tried before. Let's go to this area. What's it like in the middle of the ocean? What's it like in the top of a hill? Yeah. Um, oh, here's a random tribe in a country that nobody knows about. Let's go and talk to them about their rituals and put it into a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> Bomber Snowman's a good example. 1952. You know, that was uh, oh God, what was that? Uh, Nepal. You know, I mean, Nepalese. Yeah. Fairy tales. Nobody yeah. heard of Nepalese fairy tales before, but went, oh right, cool. You've got you've got a nice scary story there. Let's go. <laughs> we, we'll use that. Definitely. Yeah. That's all gone now. Yeah. Nobody's well, I suppose. Yeah. No. But everybody's got access to all this information now, though, haven't they? I suppose, and they can just do a, a quick Google search, and they'll know more about it than anybody. Yeah, but why is creativity then going down the toilet? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in theory, having access to all this information should make you more inventive and should give you a wider scope, but yet people have just gone into this bubble of retread, retread, retread. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not like they're using this knowledge to kind of make a more realistic film, is it? They, they just Yeah. They just seem to dumb things down even more for some strange yeah. reason. I don't know <laughs> why. It's just the like I said, it's when you lose the spark of creativity, you lose risk taking. Mm. Uh, yeah, in fact, this movie was a risk. Yeah, absolutely, but it paid off. Yeah, and yeah. it shows that you just need to get that one idea. You know, never give up. Yeah, I suppose uh, it's quite interesting because obviously um, Ridley went on to make Blade Runner after this, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, which was a very risky movie, wasn't it? Um, absolutely, because. It was a sci-fi movie. It wasn't quite a horror movie. Yeah. Um, it wasn't an... And it was, it was quite deep. Feature. It was... required you to think. Mm-hmm. Um, and and obviously, obviously, it didn't do so well. Um, yeah. So I guess... It's an iconic, you know, once again... Now, now, now when we look back at it, yeah, we realise that it was uh, an absolute classic. Um, but back then, it didn't draw people in. Um. Now, after after Alien, and we kind of we were kind of assuming that that people were kind of tired of the bright and shiny future, and then mm-hmm. um, along comes Alien, showing us that yeah, yes, the future can be grim as well, non forgiving. And then yeah, and then along we try push a little bit further with Blade Runner, perhaps kind of showing the Earth as being messed up. We've destroyed it ourselves. Mm. 
and and we don't buy into that. But so was it a bit too far too soon, or was uh, it a bit closer think, to home? Because um, yeah. this is out in the reaches of space. This is like a, it's a yeah stranded a space film. You can disconnect from it because it's out there. Mm. Blade Runner was right in your front doorstep. Yeah, maybe maybe that was it. It was people just... are. I, I I don't even pretend to understand people. No, <laughs> people are a mystery to me. If I could figure people out, I'd be sitting on a throne somewhere, you know. Yeah, well, he might be making uh movies, very bland yeah. movies that, <laughs> that dumb people want to go and watch. Maybe that's what we'd be doing if we were. Smart. I would, if that was the sort of content, like even in this YouTube sphere, if I wanted to reach the masses, I know mm. the sort of blandness I would have to be and jump on every popular bandwagon, but mm. I would hate myself, yeah. I would hate. It would be the worst job ever. It wouldn't be very. It can't be very interesting, can it? No, I would. You know, it's. You wouldn't. Uh, you just don't feel fulfilled if you're just. Oh, I'm going to part the latest narrative, mm. not have any thoughts of my own, and you know, just say the safe stuff. Yeah. What's What's the point? You know, it's like working in a call center or something. You know, you're just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. thinking. That's. Uh, why would you? Yeah, I don't know. No, that's um, but people, you need you need the boundaries post. You need someone to try something new because even if that particular project fails, it gives birth. It sows the seed for something else. Yeah. What yeah. we've got today, though, um, no risks being taken whatsoever, no. and a complete aversion because the audience have actually been inured to risk, so they will see nothing anyway outside their comfort zone so they've yeah. actually they've actually taught the audience the fear change or to fear anything new there was um what was it the creator came out uh oh yeah and the people, uh, you know early it, this year wasn't it um it's supposed to be a brand new property i didn't go because i'm i'm burnt out with cinema <laughs> unless i'm doing something for the channel i don't go to cinema anymore. no and i used to go every week I that, used to that go might be a, something for another discussion i think yeah um about, about the idea of going to the cinema and i don't know if, if streaming has had something to do with it and covid but <laughs> um yes and no because the experience is still you know of going to the big screen and going to that uh, you know going to the cinema is still an enjoyable experience but yeah it requires effort though movies. oh yeah absolutely <laughs> you have to get up you have to go to the place and you have you know yeah but I used to do that, like I said, every week, not even think twice. Yeah. So, and that was because of the movie, you know, I was able to at least find I something. Mean, I think different. that's the, the other thing. Yeah. At the moment, there doesn't seem to be a film out there or films out there that are like inspiring you. What are they thinking today? Oh, we're going to get a, a sequel prequel. Ridley Scott's going to make a sequel prequel between Alien and Aliens. Well, why, why, why do you just leave it alone? Just leave it alone, Ridley. Do you remember when burnt out directors and actors used to do a decent thing by taking a load of coke and uh, get caught having a strangle wink? <laughs> you know, right? and had the decency at least to go away disgracefully. Yeah, you know, they don't because they're all preachy, clean living, you know, martyrs yeah. to a cause. Yeah, I kind of got annoyed uh, with Ridley. He's got he's got this. It's like he's the only one. He thinks he's the only one that can make an alien film, or he's the only one that can make a Blade Runner film, or or whatever. But he never wrote um, the script. No, no. That's but that's he's but he's decided he's the authority, and he obviously knows better than everybody else. And and obviously Prometheus was great. <laughs> <That's>... 
I still haven't seen Covenant. No, me neither. I'm not going to. No, not even to review it. Nope. No. Like I've I've covered the entire Exorcist series, <laughs> and some of that was very painful. I'm not going to see Believer. Okay. Because David Gordon Green can do one. Enough <laughs> <laughs> said Pratt. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. <laughs> and if I wanted to be Mister Hip and Popular and get the clicks and likes, I'd be jumping on those movies, you know, and doing the hot take. Yeah, yeah. But when I, no. I see somebody with no integrity, like I have no interest in seeing that movie that Ridley Scott's going to do. No, he, no. he's burnt his bridges with me. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I, I, I can. I, it was like a, a shining star, I think, at the beginning. There, he did some really, really good films, and then, I don't know. They seem to have. Is he writing the scripts himself now, or something? Yeah, is that what it is? Went, the ball went the George Lucas direction. Let's, right. let's go back to sci-fi. Let's go back yeah, to Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, I think that's a good. Right. Yeah, let's let's go back. George in. Lucas shot his creative load at Return of the Jedi. That was it. That was his creative energy spent. And yeah. plus, don't forget, he didn't. He had writers and directors. He had the overall idea, but he had better people than him write those movies. Hence yeah. why they succeeded. Then he decided, uh, late nineties, I'm going to be Mister Big Ding Dong. I'm going to write it, direct it. I'm going to be. Nobody tells me what to do. And he built his little bunch of sycophants and people were afraid to question him. Right. Yes, man. And look how it turned out. Right. And now every instead of looking at it as a warning, yeah. You've got these now well renowned. Um Steven Spielberg's went the same direction. Uh Ridley Scott. God, yeah, James Cameron. Yeah. He's another ones went that direction too. Revered in their time, and now they're a laughing stock. Yeah. Because their egos. Yeah. Um, Mark Miller. He did it with uh, Sin City when he made the. Oh, I'm going to be Mr. Big Ding Dong and direct the Spirit. Yeah. Look how that turned out. You know, <laughs> we've no, seen what? the pattern. It's, you see the pattern. <laughs> repeat, 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 repeat. Yeah. Oh, uh, people, that's an interesting. Uh, maybe don't do that. Yeah. yeah I, I, that, that's all kind of making sense now, isn't it? Yeah, you um, just. Uh, I said, if you if you step back. And you don't get involved in the the nonsense, and that's what's in movie reviewing's become this. I really like this movie. If you don't like it, you're a terrible person. I don't like this movie. If you do like it, you're a terrible person. Nah, yeah. nah, nah, nah. And that's the extent of the conversation. Mm. How do you find out what works and doesn't work? Like, yeah. well, why did this movie work? Like, in all intents and purposes, it shouldn't have. It should have been. The fact that it was a horror movie should have put off so many people. Oh, I, I can't watch that. It'll be too frightening. Oh, it's what do you mean? It's a sci-fi movie. It's horror movies are ghosts and spirits. What, yeah. what do you mean? It's in space. What is that? You know, by all intents, this should not have worked. Yeah. Um, I guess it was um when was Halloween? <laughs> Halloween was Halloween was 79. 79. So it was around the same time. So it, I mean, maybe it could have ridden on the wave of slasher movies, but then slasher movies aren't generally set in space, are they? So, yeah, it was a, an interesting kind of mashup. No, not talking about Jason X. I like I mean, that movie. I think that movie got passed. Is that a guilty not, pleasure? Is that a guilty is, because pleasure? Because it wasn't taking itself seriously. No, it wasn't. It was having no. a bit of fun. Yes. Leprechaun. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't take it. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and Bloodlines mm. was a good movie. Hellraiser right. Bloodlines was actually a good movie, even though I never saw. Terrible. I never saw that one. 
Uh, I think I saw the first three Hellraiser movies and I called it a day after that, I think. Right, well, but... Hellraiser actually, it got a lot of hate because it starts off in the space station, but it's going through, it's actually uh, a legacy for film itself. And believe it or not, a decent movie, but it just got panned and people wrote it off. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even know it was set in space. I knew nothing about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It starts off, but then it goes back to <laughs> uh, sort of Edwardian times and then goes through oh. the 20th century. Very arty because it's the march, it's a it's a tale of the marchant, the person that built the puzzle box of the lament configuration. Okay, and his bloodline is basically carried. Oh, it's actually, okay. it's actually a pretty so the, okay decent story. There are some hammy bits in it because it's the 80s, but all in all, it's actually a solid entry which people give a lot of hate for. Mm. Yeah, so, I know it's a they're just few and far between because it's a it's a strange phenomenon yet we can have tons of ocean based horror yeah i mean we we had there were a bunch of alien clones weren't there that came out um pretty yeah, much straight away let the spark this let the spark yeah um, um and then into the 80s we did get the like yeah it was oh it's like alien but underwater um and there was a, a quite a few of those as well but um uh i mean I, I, yeah i can remember there was a tv movie not long after alien came out the intruder within i think it was called Don't which that one. pretty much yeah it was it was it was alien but on an oil rig uh <laughs> actual oil rig because it was cheaper than Building a set for a spaceship, maybe. I don't know. It was pretty much the exact same. Yeah. The difference (laughs) is today, though, they were they were like straight to video VHS. Don't forget, this is the birth of the VHS era. Yeah. So you had your cinema movies, but you could, you know. Yeah, your low budget. People don't um I was watching something there actually. Um so each VHS tape was sold to the rental store for like 120 quid. Right. They so each one they 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 would have spent. A thousand quid, send a new rental, new release come out. They would have bought five copies. There's five, six hundred quid. Yeah. They they rented them out three, four quid a time. That's why the um everyone says streaming killed the VHS, but it wasn't it was the home DVD. That's what killed VHS oh, rentals. Right. Okay. I mean there's a whole history there, but they're able to make these knockoffs. They were never gonna make make a cinema. But in no. the back, you go for a Friday night and you're buying a little Box of sweeties and popcorn, and you're going with the family and stick something for three quid under the tape. Yeah, they were going to make our money back. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And you always get that. <laughs> the problem today is this the knockoffs are actually appearing on the cinema screens. That's the standard, it's the fucking knockoff. <laughs> oh, yes, they are. It's them that are getting uh, the, the, yeah, the cinema time, whereas the, <laughs> the good films it's, nobody's seeing. It's so funny, yeah. Oh, there's um, Jonathan. Um, obviously, Jonathan uh, couldn't make it tonight. He pesky work got in the way. Um, glad, glad you popped in, mate. Uh, good to see you. And uh, obviously, we'll be talking in the new year. Yeah, if, I mean, he, he was the person you needed to talk about. Well, he was going to be on this, but he, he said <laughs> yes. We just work decided to the one of them in tonight, and it's like uh, he was shame. actually he wasn't happy about it. No, I'm sure he wasn't because he likes to talk about Alien, does John? Oh yeah, but that's um I did an unboxing earlier on of his uh, game pressure and oh yeah, you know, 
I just, you, you can see the whole alien vibe. Yes, I mean, I think you know, it's aliens with pressure. Those yeah. dark places was definitely a, a, an alien vibe. Yeah, um, that's next time. I should have got that one first, but I'm, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll be yeah. packing that it's up. Great to it's a great game. It's a great game. Yeah, but then that's it. Just shows if this hadn't have worked, would we have had any of this today? Um, well, no, no. I mean, that whole the industrial sci-fi. It, it probably kicked off the industrial sci-fi kind of um, genre as a genre. Uh, and what do we have? What do we have coming after that? Back in the in the eighties, we had things like, um, I mean, not necessarily good films, but things like Moon Forty Four um, and, and 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 films like that that kind of came yeah. along with that same that same aesthetic, wasn't it? It, it definitely, mm. obviously, stirred something up. And uh, yeah, and, but that's and what we you, ended up you with... know, it's movies that guess that come along, and that's what starts, you know, and it keeps the the thing refreshed. Yeah, it does get beaten to death, but then that's when you get the new idea. Yeah, I forgot to mention so, Outland. That was the obvious one, wasn't it? Outland. Yeah. When... <laughs> oh yeah, God, I remember that was. Um... Yeah, Sean Connery, um, High Noon in Space, mm. back in that was that eighty one. Yeah, Dark Star. Um, I, I don't think. think that, but... I, yeah, I, I, mean, um, I mean, I guess mind you, saying that wasn't yeah, the, the Black script as well, but. The, the, but, but Dark Star was there's a connection there with the Alien, isn't there? And it, uh, Dan O'Bannon was it? Uh, I know Dan O'Bannon starred in Dark Star, I think, and uh, I'm sure he did. John Carpenter some... and co-written with Dan O'Bannon. Yeah, and I think Dan O'Bannon he was he didn't he do the script or at least uh, did a draft uh, of Alien as well. Yeah, he was I... involved. Um... Yeah, which would but... explain. The similarities between those, although Dark Star predates it by about what three? Yeah, but if you look at, um, hang on, someone call us up. But if you look at the aesthetics, where are uh, where that picture go? Ah, no, wrong one. Oh, there's a no. Look at the ship. Yeah. We've got your shiny, it's your sleek, white, sleek, white, shiny yeah. sci-fi. Which, like I said, people look, look. It's all, yeah, no, the, yeah. Obviously, that But look at this, all the, uh, <laughs> all sort of bright lights. This is what people were getting burnt out with. I think that's where Alien and the the tonal change. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what inspired. So that's you know, it's still too much of the seventies hamminess. I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, that, the, you know what I mean? You look at the Alien uh, trailer, completely different. Like, you were getting... I'm, well, different. I mean, yeah, yes. The, yeah. I mean, the Dark Star was a comedy. Um, uh, that, that was another big difference between the two at the time. But there mm. are... Now that it's been mentioned, there, there were definite um, influences on Alien, I think, from Dark Star. And I, oh, it would be Dan O'Bannon. Dan, Dan O'Bannon's input. Mm -hmm. And there's, I think... It was one. There's one scene in Dark Star which I've, I've got it in my head may have actually, kind of led to to the the whole Alien script. And there's the there's actually a scene where one of the the characters in Dark Star is searching the ship for an alien creature that's confounding him at every turn, like a giant. It's a beach, basically a beach ball with little feet. Yeah. Um, but but it, it's that same thing where he's being led through, through these. So there's a darker version of Troubles in. <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess it's it, it kind of like that. 
but then uh, I suppose you know that's, maybe that's alien. Ideas maybe that's from. alien. That's <laughs> ideas come from other ideas. Oh, there's nothing course, wrong. Yeah. Were it were it exciting as where you take an idea and you make it into something else? Yeah. And, and yeah, the Dark Star was a was a college film as well. It was a, mm -hmm. it was made as a college project. It just happened to um it happened to end up selling it. That was all. Uh, and it was Dan O'Bannon was involved in that. Mm -hmm. He went on with with Alien, of course. Take some of those elements from um uh, from Dark Star and stick them in in Alien. Yeah, why not? But you don't get a complete retread. You, you actually get no, something no, it, new. It's not. Yeah, because it was it took it, it took a very different approach. It was you know. Whereas Dark Star was a comedy and Alien most definitely was not. Yeah. But that's, yeah. you know, that's uh, that's what we need. Mm. There's, uh, it's the same as cooking and chefs. There's, the ingredients are the ingredients. Yeah. And some chef might have developed a technique to do this. Another chef takes that and makes a completely new dish. Yeah, yeah. But that's Whatever how you do. It, right? And yeah. that's how things become well, new. I, I come, come back to that whole, there's only X amount of uh, stories. I can't remember. Is it 12? 12 types of stories or something. Yeah, and you know, and <laughs> that's it. Yeah. But it's what you do, how you put your spin on it. Exactly, right? Something like even the dialogue being used mm. can make a story completely new. Yes, yeah, yeah. Just don't get George Lucas to write it. That's no, the... no, don't have him write dialogue about <laughs> God. I saw your laser sword. <clears throat> oh. Mm. Oh God! I remember. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember this. I just go. Mm. Yeah. And just uh, rolling. That's a good trick. Yeah. Uh, actually, felt. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Never mind. Oh uh, well, but that's yeah. you know that's Wait, the end. Of the... Yeah, I have, I'm sorry if you end up getting sued or something for this. Here, I would have been go back <laughs> if I was going to get sued. I'd be talking. No, yeah, we're messing with Disney now, mate. You're messing oh, with yeah. Disney. Oh, you should see my poltergeist review. <laughs> I wanted to have a camera. Oh. I want to talk about uh, Kathleen McCunt Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, first movie. I'm just straight out there. I just oh, I saw her name pop up in that. That was her like first one. She like, you know what? I had I no idea that she was involved in that. Oh, she she humped the leg of everybody. That's wow. how she got where she was. Ooh. Oh, she, she, she was good. I don't know what you put in that coffee of hers or what, what came with the coffee that she served. But my word, she, she got her name. She everywhere. did all right for herself. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, needed that amount of plastic surgery to keep her there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, he's not bitter, folks. He's well, not on bitter. this channel. I do not care. <laughs> Off, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, back to this one because this. Yeah, is I think we 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 before, we, we, before we, Ridley Scott shut the bed. This was actually a masterpiece. You know, yeah. it was. Yeah. It was not so much the movie itself, but the seeds that were sown. Yeah. And the ideas yeah. that weren't portrayed in screen, I think it's what made this spark the imagination. The questions that weren't answered: Who was the corporation? Yeah. Who, where were these orders? Why did they know about the the alien? Who was the space jockey? Um, yeah. So uh, that's a good point. So when the sequels come along, uh, and it, even Aliens, which everybody admits is an absolute classic film, uh, and starts explaining some of these things away, do you feel that that kind of got diminished a little? Um, yeah, because it didn't expand out. The, no. 
went they, they fell into the trap of this culture of explain everything. Yeah. Um, but I think aliens managed, you know, well, we'll make out a whole review in itself, yeah, but yeah, yeah. They gave enough that yeah, this existed and people knew about it, and it was 70 years later. Hmm. But there's still mystery there. And there's still uh, new things to discover. Yeah. 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 So like I said, if you look at some of the like that particular cocoon scene that was cut from the original movie, that was a good choice. Yeah. Because um, Ripley with the flamethrower, she wouldn't have got her agency in the second one or coming of age. Right. Yeah. Where this her own, you know, I mean, she was brilliant character. She perfect role of she's just she's a third officer you know all of a sudden thrust in the command even the fact that i have access to mother now like those sort of statements made in this movie what do you mean i have access to mother what is why why is there a yeah. secret compartment when this is only yeah. a tug ship what's the big deal with that speak to the corporation what's going on there yeah and i guess the, uh, back the, in, with with alien as well that that whole thing it was almost like uh, it was the computer that was in charge. That was kind of the impression you were getting, right? Yeah, that it was that was the computer. You almost kind of rub off Hal slightly, but a, a little bit, and maybe a little bit. Um, but you kind of that was. You didn't know that if there was a person on on the end of when they're asking these questions. Yeah, it, where, where's it, it coming yeah, from? Where are these directives? You know, it, yeah, is this a computer that's making this decision? What's what's the deal? Why here? can't they no. reach any space stations, but they can still get commands? Yeah, which would mean that it was a computer, like some mm. AI. Wait, I mean, it, we know now Mother is an AI, right? Yeah, but with didn't then, and that's what spawned no. questions. That's what had people so excited for the second one. Yeah. Um, go on. Like, you, one thing about, um, because obviously we're from the role playing world. Yeah. You can't make a role playing game without making it interesting. Hmm. So you can't make a, if a, a, franchise is dull and doesn't have an expanded universe or doesn't have enough there to build a world out of, you're not going to make a good game. Mm. There has to be something there. And that's that's one thing why I advocate, you know, advocate role playing. I, I, I say to people, reach out. And even if you're not planning to play the game, read the material. There's some of the best written material out there. Yeah, yeah some great ideas. You have to have that curiosity. You have to have that level of detail. You have to have that excitement about building the world which i think is completely lost in the entertainment industry now hmm. but it's still there in the role playing now i know there's elements trying to sneak in and that's why maybe a wee bit of gatekeeping needs to happen because those same grifters that have burned through every other franchise are trying to come into the role playing world and that and just mediocre their way along and it could destroy like the whole hobby hmm. so but you couldn't build the alien game, for example. It wouldn't have lasted five minutes if there wasn't this good bedrock. Yeah, to, to build off. Um, now, yeah, yeah. Ridley Scott is trying to destroy it <laughs> 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 as quickly as um, he can for some reason before he um, has a strike yeah. bank and gets found in a yeah. hotel room somewhere. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I, it is, a, yeah. It's kind of. I mean, I I liked. I mean, I think the weird reason the first one um, really really worked was because, like you say, it preserved that that there's that element of mystery. You didn't really understand what was going on, um, 
but you weren't meant to, I suppose, either. Yeah. That was the, the point. It, what what makes something scary is not knowing what it is. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, and we not we know just the alien, the corporate element. You know, I mean, yeah, the, all the, of that. The actual politics yeah. and the corporate. That was frightening. What What do you mean you're sending me out here to die, and I'm only a tug ship? You know, yeah. What? I'm not a an exec that's a cutthroat executive making a power play. I just pull this tug ship of valuable ore, and as yeah. long as I get it to home in time and nothing blows up, I've done my bit. Why yeah. do you send me out to die? So I'm I'm one of your employees, and if you're yeah. going to do this to me, what are you going to do to <laughs> anybody else? Right? Um, yeah. So there's there's that element. There's the 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 the, uh, the whole idea of of mother and and what mother actually is and what that entails. Because I don't know it, it, when when you're watching the film, when they refer to mother, it is I don't know. It seems a little bit um. Not it's almost a religious aspect to it. Yeah, like reverential. Yeah, I was I was yeah. actually going to say reverential. I was thinking, is yeah. that is that too much? And Maybe. the chamber? No, no, no. Because it's almost like an anti-chamber, isn't it? It's almost like a. Yeah, uh, it's like, like you're like, the you're the priest. You're the only one that can speak. You know, the confessional sort of speak. It's <laughs> yeah, weird. yeah, it's... yeah. And it's just a computer. Um, but you're able to ask this computer very, very specific oh, questions. Like, like what are my chances? Yeah. <laughs> um, did you ever, did you ever play those it, games back in the day with the Commodore 64? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you go left. I'm sorry, I don't understand that. Sorry, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, <laughs> mother is not like that. Granny's Garden. If you've ever had the skill in the 70s, you'd have played <laughs> Granny's Garden. Um, yeah. God, I don't understand. I think that the Hobbit was one of the um, the ones that everybody holds up with that with the uh, go go west or whatever. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. So, but Mother kind of the when they 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 refer to it and the fact that only one person on the ship at any one time seems to have access to it. It it, it kind of yeah. It's it is an almost it, it, like a like it's a big deal like. I mean, be a bit like par paranoia. Going back to the role playing thing, mm -hmm. that whole friend computer type thing, um, which kind of feels a little bit weird. Um, and yeah, but then it's a it's bringing more questions, and then you're engaged. You're you're wondering why. Yeah, and then that's where fan fiction starts. That's where okay, here's here's we do a wee bit of you know the fans start building a bit of a universe. Yeah themselves and yeah the the franchise you know and franchises weren't really a thing you know there was no idea of franchises back then no not really that was, no, a, really. That was a child of the 80s mm. you know everything was a standalone movie not expected to make sequels even sequels weren't really when did conan come out that was 80s yeah early 80s, 80s. 82 82 yeah. i think wasn't it? the idea of sequels that weren't really a thing they were all standalone movies everything was his own entity so I don't think it really there was not thought in mind. No, um, no, certainly, certainly. I mean, although Mother with Alien again, <laughs> uh, you pipe down. Um, <laughs> well, can't wait for the twenty twenty four Alien sequel where Zena Vorster and English explained they were only aggressive because they were obsessed, abused by by white singers, <laughs> starring Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, I wonder. Um, um, that's right because. Obviously, Ripley wasn't a character because female leads didn't exist until Jennifer Lawrence. That's the rules, apparently. Oh, I've, I've heard this. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's mentioned before. So no, no such thing. That so Ripley wasn't a strong female character. She was just a a servant of the patriarchy. Like she yeah. didn't, she didn't, uh, she wasn't a command position. She didn't bust people's no. bubbles. She, she didn't I, in I, the I, end. I don't know when that because that, that, I, I believe the in the original script that wasn't Ripley wasn't meant to be a female character. I don't think originally. Uh, so that obviously came in. I don't know if that was Ridley's influence or, or not, but um, you know what? But the, the they have all these discussions afterwards. But have you ever formulated an idea in your head? Oh, don't formulate ideas. <laughs> but you will have a hundred before you get the thing. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? you do. Yeah, what about this? What about iteration? Yeah, um, even run the game. Like you'll have okay. Here's a scenario, but. Here's NPCs one, two, three. But actually, hang on a minute. Might need NPC five or six. You know, that's human nature. Of course, there's wasn't meant to be. Could have been anything. Just yeah, that's part of the the process. Yeah, people and are I trying to they, make more. I think. Uh, uh, yeah, perhaps they do. Perhaps they do. Although there was uh, the, the one one the, once they once they decided that Ripley was was female, and uh, at the end there was apparently uh, the original script involved. The alien actually in the shuttle ripping her head off, um, and 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 so killing her as well, and then actually speaking into the mic, uh, into the microphone, um, onto the radio, uh, imitating Dallas's voice, um, of, of, of them basically reporting that they'd you know that this was the the lifeboat and the alien was gonna hide out on the lifeboat until it was rescued or whatever but apparently the um there was some throwback from that because obviously they couldn't have a they didn't like the idea of a female character being killed in that way um it seemed uh, and so they ended up having to change it i mean it was it worked out for the better i think oh yeah, that would have been horrendous sounding wouldn't it would that not have been i mean for one having the alien speak in oh, Dallas's God, voice would have been, been would have been horrible. there was a crap. comic book um where they had, I don't know if you've seen this one, they had a synth xenomorph. Oh, right. It's a bit like, you know, but basically they had a synth xenomorph because they could use it because it was similar to um, regurgitations, that shitty one with big ugly dude, where they had basically aliens on a research vessel. So they had a synth okay. alien so they could use it to go back and basically go in amongst them. Oh, okay. And right. it smoked okay. cigars and stuff when it was... Um, oh, God. Yeah, it's okay for a comic book. Yeah, you can get away with more of that stuff. In a but if I book. had appeared in screen, uh, just be like, nah, yeah, I know it sounds like something more that would have appeared in Spaceballs, to be honest. It, it that had that it. sort of, it did have that sort of thing about it. Yeah, but then again, once again, that's the comic books that can you know, they did all these alternate timelines, and yeah, 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 and... it's not necessarily canon, right? Yeah, um. But... <laughs> corporations were trying to lose bad stuff but it was just um it worked for that moment on the comic book but if that they had to put that on screen oh my god that would have just been ridiculous mm, yeah that would have like the alien hi uh hybrid going mama it's <laughs> 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 like get me now <laughs> did you forget about that one <laughs> yeah i did so yeah, thank you for reminding you, me. If they, if they hadn't known it was going that direction, I think they would have just burnt the reels. 
Yeah. <laughs> if Ooh. I was back in 1979 and knew where this was going to go, I might have just went, oh, oops, oh dear, yeah. it's gone, yeah. it's never happening. <laughs> Think of something else. Oh, God. Yeah. Um I think um the reveal of Ash in this, you know, in order nine three seven, just that that was another like pivotal point in this, which yes, just added something else. We now had the idea of synthetics in this movie, so we now have artificial beings, AI. You know that's uh, and that will be played with. You know that became a theme of the eighties, especially with the Terminator franchise. You know um. There's that whole, yeah. you know, off the back of Asik, Asimov, you know, thinking machines and are the human or the not human? Can they pass for human? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, the, I mean, the river, the reveal of Ash. I mean, what, it was, it was really messy, wasn't it, for a start? And I remember being pretty grossed out about that when it, when it first happened, uh, especially because he was a robot. Mm-hmm. But, it's a very messy robot, wasn't he? Um, when that was revealed, <laughs> um, that was kind of weird because the, I, I couldn't tell. And I was, I was watching it recently as well. Is when mm-hmm. Parker says it's a goddamn robot, and I, I was trying to figure out by the way he says it, does that indi- imply that they know that these things exist, these robots exist? Because you didn't know, I, I, no. And I couldn't, I, I didn't know if that was, he was he was kind of surprised that Ash was a robot or the fact that it's a fucking robot. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, whether whether or not that, that they were supposed to be commonplace. And, and uh, we. it seems that later on, the, yes, they were, because they had these various different versions, didn't they? Um, but maybe at the stage of development, you know, yeah. there were robots, um, but the idea of ascent, you know, Passing as a it human, left open. it was left open for your interpretation. Yeah, and yeah. once again, that's another aspect of the horror. You know, how many AI machines killing mankind and taking over and replacing people, invasion of the bodies, snatchers, you yeah, know, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Who's that standing beside you? Is it uh, your friend or is it a replacement of your friend? You know, there's a whole level yeah. of horror that was brought on this, and it was just, uh, yeah, yeah, company I, mandated. That could yeah. have been a horror movie in itself, just the fact that there were sense on board and had their own agenda. Well, yeah, I mean, it could, yeah. You could have just turned it into uh, the, 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 the killing the crew instead of the alien, right? It was, mm. still would have been a, a frightening thing. I guess it can't crawl into the air vents and hide around in those things as easy as the alien did, but um, but it would have been an... In, in fact, that's probably been done. The Saturn three. Well, it was done later on with the thing, yeah. you know, that they brought that in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, who, who is it? Uh, McCready or Childs? You know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, which side of the fence are you on? With that yeah. One? Do you know? And if you're on have the wrong got, side of the have... fence, can I hate your guts? And you need to be thrown <laughs> out of your home and sacked from your job and oh, blah blah blah. Because that's so, yeah. 2023. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only form of discussion that's allowed these days. Yeah. So which are you, Childs or McCready? I wouldn't see them have Kurt Russell. You know, being the bag in the end so no. i'm thinking childs okay yeah because i've sort of been with mccready the whole way through the film yeah just that logic you know you've, you've seen it more it's almost a point of view from his perspective he's the main character and so you, yeah you don't see him off screen very often i suppose so no it's very difficult to, yeah. yeah so that, just for that reason is why i think it would have been childs yeah 
Yeah. yeah. You don't buy into the whole, but child's breath. If you look at child's breath at the end, there's no, <laughs> I've not the checked. Day, I've not checked. Day, I don't know. You no. know, you could have read that And that's that the point. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. I don't want yeah. that question answered because that's, no. that's what keeps that movie alive. Yeah. And that's what the, you know what I mean? That's what they've done with this movie. They've put more questions and as many questions as plot points. You know what I mean? It's a solid plot from start yeah. to end. It's a basic yeah. film. It There's doesn't matter if things don't get answered, right? It, yeah. They don't have to be answered. Uh, you, you can you can leave it to your own imagination if you want, or don't. Um, or have you talked just... nearly two hours in a podcast? Like, oh, right, exactly, exactly. Right? Years later. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> About the same bloody movie. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, yeah they knew what they were doing. They knew it's what they were doing. Shame they didn't make any sequels, eh? <laughs> and ruin it all. <laughs> Can you imagine if they did? I bet they'd oh, have been that'd terrible. be awful. You'd just feel betrayed, wouldn't you? <laughs> um, yeah. I suppose on that, you know, like I said, it's a, it's a straightforward horror movie. It's a straightforward script. You know, yeah. A to B doesn't take in any strange twists or turns. Just no. the world building is what makes this intriguing. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's been described as it's a haunted house in space. That yeah. is that that kind of film, right? A lot of people have described it as that, and I guess it is. The story is not complicated. It's not. You know, there's there's no, there's some twists in it, I guess, but there's, mm-hmm. it, it is a, a fairly straightforward, um, horror film, a scary film. Yeah, uh, and crew being hunted down by something. Yeah, you know, group we don't quite know what we we'll see it briefly. Yeah. We sort of know what it's like, that, but we've no idea what it. Well, that's another that's another good point, isn't it? Um, we don't see a lot of the creature, do we? No. Um, in fact, I think somebody said it. I think it's on screen for four minutes throughout the entire film, and you don't mm-hmm. see it until about an hour in, which in fact, is I another. That scene with um, uh, God, what do you call her? <clears throat> uh, not Kim. What's what's the other Brett. girl's name? That hmm? oh oh Lambert. Lambert, right? Yeah. There's yeah. a scene where you see the thing actually crawling up towards her, and it looked ridiculous. oh yeah um, yes because they, they they wanted it to move in a in an unusual way, didn't they? Yeah. And it so it crawled like on its back, on, yeah, on walking its, along yeah. and then speed up. But yeah. Um it just um, looked it showed too much of it for a start. It looked ridiculous. Yes. Where the idea of this thing yeah coming from the shadows, that's what Brit uh yeah. I mean, it's, it's it, I think it's a similar it's a similar thing to to Jaws, isn't it? Jaws is mm-hmm. uh, another one of those films where they you don't actually see much of the actual shark until a you're a good way into the film uh, and it uses that very well to build tension and this this does the same thing i mean it's i guess it's jaws it is jaws in space mm-hmm. right this film maybe yeah that's got the elements are why not yeah, you know, yeah there's nothing wrong once again there's nothing wrong with using tried and tested formulas no no that's not the issue with sto- good storytelling i mean I, I suppose the problem is if if you immediately recognize that this film <laughs> like yeah. from the get-go oh now this is just such and such in space, and uh, then no, but this is this is thirty years plus of reflection. Exactly, exactly, and, exactly. Uh, talking, um, you, you know, know you have to watch the film a million times and 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 get all the you, you can see the um and but but the fact that the, the creature doesn't get revealed means that it makes it more frightening. It raises the tension quite a bit. I mean, and I still think probably my my favorite scene. In, in the whole film is the one with Dallas in the air ducts. That that whole scene, mm-hmm. um, even the, you don't the see the, 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 
as a close. Yeah. Everything it wasn't, about wasn't swish and no, it was you know these it, things. Yeah, are it's like running your fingers minimum, down a yeah, blackboard. Right? Because <laughs> it's uh, not an important part, you know. What I mean? Mm. And that that feeling of being shut in, that was it. You know, once they're closed, yeah. they're not. And they were any... they were quite slow, so you knew mm. that you weren't getting out quick uh, in that situation. He was he was stuck in there with it. Um, and then the addition of the motion tracker, which of course was used then throughout the entire, you know, Aliens as well used it to great effect, uh, just to ramp up the tension. You don't see mm. the creature, you don't have to. No, you can see just, just the impression. Yeah. Um, and you know that it's coming and uh, that made that I, it's probably that the in terms of tension i thought that was probably one of the, the the high points for me in in the entire film is just that that whole thing not seeing the creature very except very very briefly as it he turns his torch around and there it is yep and, and the fact these are competent people they're you know they're not yeah. trained for this environment but they're not idiots yeah. either but, but they able to improvise and he kind of yeah, the, I think the way they react as well in that situation, um, and I, I hadn't really noticed it until I watched it again. Um, Tom Skerritt was great in that in that bit because it, he's like he's a big brave guy goes into the adducts, but you see as he as he goes through, he starts to get. You can see he's starting to get a little bit more frightened the longer yeah. he's in there. Yeah, because um, and, and, the, and the reality seems... of you're out in the open, then you're in this yeah. enclosed space. Yeah, and the use the effect, and then the more you're in, oh dear, I'm in trouble. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, I want to get out like... of here now. <laughs> and the moment he says, "Of course, no, I want to get out of here," that's when oh, it suddenly reappears on the scope, and I can see it coming towards you now. Yeah, um, yeah, but his reaction in that as well, um, at that moment where he's he's clearly can't decide whether he's going up down or back the way he came at that point um and just looking around i thought it was i don't know it was really good i just just that very really small little small elements like that i kind of think just really ramped up made it a bit more believable um yeah and that's, uh, that's um, good. once again just good storytelling yeah and good acting which is what i don't understand how they've how have they missed all these gems are you know i mean the formers are there all you have to do is put in the new idea. How's yeah. that all been lost? It's such a tragedy. Well, is it a case of now that they are they know they know they're rehashing the old idea, um, but it's not working. So they know they know they can't surprise you anymore. They can't surprise you with it because you've already seen it. So they don't even try. They hmm. they just go for the quick and easy shot, don't they? But you're seeing. Then, but how come independent filmmakers are still trying? Um, I mean, well, I, I, I talk just... to independent filmmakers and this, and they're they try to get crowdfunding for their movie to happen. They've got mm. an idea, you know. I mean, they're trying to do something new, bring something to the genre, and still attempting to you know create. Yeah, because they they're making movies on like a couple <laughs> of thousand. Yeah, and they don't have a studio to try and no. Impress. No, it's just people like you and me just yeah. funding them. Um, yeah, people I talk to regularly, Acrostar Films, like they're they're making movies like every couple of months, mm. and they're just doing it like ninety percent through crowdfunding wow. and large donations. You know, and they're still able to like the latest one that I reviewed, Attack of the Corn Zombies. It's a zombie movie, but 
the the almadids from infected corn, and instead of just being a zombie, <laughs> the the corns grow. So they eat the corn. It's actually the corn taking them over. So they're oh you know, okay, zombies. Like, okay, there's I mean, a, I mean there's a zombie takers. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. Uh, radioactive waste. You know, there's infected food. <laughs> there, there's it all in there. There's a new property. Yeah. Why the hell? Not? You know, what I mean, people can still create, but these these studios have just got—they're just full of grifters and the most aggressive people. That's why they're so aggressive about negative feedback because they know they're—they don't belong there. That they—they haven't got their by merits, right? They yeah. either know somebody, they've you know, democracy. Uh, They've—they've just got unshaked and yeah, they don't have the talent to be there. They can't justify their position, so that's why they're. Uh, like dealing with civil servants, you know, civil servants always, uh, they're terrified of being sacked and they always talk about that, but they never do. But because they know in the back of the mind, they're not doing anything useful. Right. Hence their whole culture. <laughs> okay. You know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. not the whole mindset. And unfortunately, the the entertainment industry has become the civil service. You know, it's that mindset and it's that death. That's why it's damn. Yeah. Because yeah. everything's formulaic, afraid to try anything new. So you'll not see movies like this happen, like until there's a complete change in culture and shift. I suppose we'll I, not I, get I the new we'll alien. Have... We'll no. just get the retread of the original. It's almost like people stop creating, like mid eighties. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I hmm. so in term. I mean, in, in terms of the alien franchise, you're looking forward to the the new. No, <laughs> not at no. all. I feel nothing, not even anger. Yeah. Just no, Oh, it's no. gone that far. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If it kind of returns to the roots, I don't know how it could. No, because, but... you know what I mean, they've already uh, they've shown it with, uh, even, what was it, Resurrections? They showed it that they just don't care anymore. Mm. Then we got Prometheus, and that was just, like, how did they have better technology in Prometheus than this? Like, everything's <laughs> all... Glowy three D touch screens yeah. and nonsense. Where how how did that work? Like it didn't even try to make it look the same. No, and it was all high. You know, let's let's make us a high art. You no, know, they went back to the seventies. Oh, you know, look at the same with David. You know, it's all polished and that sort of. Oh, this isn't for the peasants to watch. This is for the high thinkers. And you're like, okay, right, fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a dummy. So. I'll I'll not get it said. That's what I said. Never been watched Covenant. I just no, no. Um, I tell you, I, I I've skipped that one myself up till yeah. Now. I, I have no um, no desire. Of, even if it popped up on streaming, you know, I wouldn't. I, no interest in clicking on it. No, no. no. So they've already I, I, you know, I'm, even I'm, before I'm, this one comes out, I've I've already had the apathy because of the retread. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm curious because I mean, I've. I don't, I don't think I've heard many good things um, about Covenant. And I was, I remember coming out of the cinema after seeing Prometheus and being, I was with a group of friends at the time and they were all seemed to think, oh yeah, that was really good. And I, I came out disappointed. And my wife will tell you that I come out of every film that I see now disappointed. Um, but, but that one, yeah, that, I felt that. I definitely felt that one. Oh, yeah, it just seemed stupid. Everything about it was stupid. <laughs> the cheap and everything. Yeah. And the worst thing they did was, which was brought up in this, was the space jockey. Yeah. There was a decades old mystery. That that was a talking point. That's what kept this thing alive. Those sort of questions. Yeah. Kept people talking about the movie. 
and when mm. they brought that out, it was abysmal. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it really did feel like a betrayal. It's like, we have kept your franchise going for years, and it's this contempt of fans. You know, it, there is utter contempt. Yeah. You're just the yeah. plebs. I'm doing this for my fellow Hollywood friends because the civil service mentality, the money's always there. It just comes off the money tree. You know, like uh, civil servants, like, oh, they don't have to actually earn anything. Mm. The money's always there. So you have that lazy attitude. That's what their attitude is. Yeah. And it's going to take these companies to actually, and we're starting to see it happen now, but it's it's so gigantic. It's going to take a long time. Like we're talking about another five, five years at least before it really starts to bite in. Yeah. Like they're trying to yeah. run damage control. They're trying to hide it, but these big companies are really feeling the pinch now. Because you you don't even want to get up and go. No, no. And yeah. streaming is only streaming was a great idea when it came out for old video libraries. That's that was brilliant, you know, the idea of you could have the video shop on screen. When they yeah. started making their own thing, they went the same route as TV. And people yeah, are already switched off from TV. Yeah. It's kind of a weird one, isn't it? It cinema doesn't seem like an event like it used to be. No, because there's, there's the no way. reason to get excited. Yeah. It's, yeah, I was talking talking about Back that. Then, this was exciting. Time. This was fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, all around that time. Um and it, I think, yeah, science fiction was. There was heads, there was misses, of course. Oh, oh, yes. I mean, yeah, there, I mean there were probably a lot more misses, uh, but just made the <laughs> Sorry, right, Ansley. Even company. better. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you watch back some of my reviews and you hear my rants when I go on, I <laughs> uh, yeah. witness me going off and on about this because it's a real bugbear. <laughs> yeah, I'm I am a grumpy old man. Um, yeah, I, there, if you look back, there were probably more that be more misses, wouldn't there, than 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 hits. Um, but. Um, when also, I don't think. Wasn't there? Were, maybe there was also uh, an instance of maybe towards in, in the seventies. Yeah, I'm thinking more. There was perhaps less being thrown at you. Now you're getting stuff thrown at you from every direction, aren't you? Streaming services. Uh, I mean, you get the cinema occasionally, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and 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 things like. Um, Sky TV. I remember when when I was a kid, you, a film came on at the cinema. You had to wait. It was at least three years before that yeah, would make it TV. onto TV, right? Uh, and now it's like, oh, two weeks after. Or the same there time. it is. You know, the, the you, do yeah, these you don't. Where... Yeah. So you don't have to. You don't have to go to the cinema to see the latest film anymore. You can just wait for it to appear on Sky or whatever, and then, um, and, and just watch it at home. So you don't get that that feeling that like going to the cinema was is, is a big event and i i that's one of the things i really miss i really mm -hmm. lament that that's um uh, um because you want to go see uh, it first well, you want to talk to yeah, people right. about it you want that excitement you know yeah but that that is gone but it's also part of the the product as well yeah because they've really fluffed up and that's why we're even now because they're going back and they're editing movies because you might be too sensitive to watch them Oh, yeah. So now they're editing movies that you might have watched, so they're removing them. You go to watch one now and it's gone. They'll, they'll pluck it out. So now we're yeah. starting to we're now starting to go back in time. We're seeing a resurgence of physical media. Well, that, that kind of that kind of reminds me when they used to put a TV, a, a film on the television, oh, yeah, uh, and you'd see all those bits like... that would be cut out, and all the all the all the swear words would have been overdubbed. Yeah. yeah. 
Hey, you fund my wife, you money funner. Um. <laughs> oh dear, but then that's why you had, you know, that's why you had physical because then you could make a choice that was rated, you know, to go yeah. and watch. Yeah. And once again, you're allowed to be a grown up, you're allowed to watch yeah, grown make up your own things. decisions, right? Yeah, 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 but it's all. <laughs> all geared but just sort of final thought before I wrap up this um going back when this movie came out where would you have even remotely expected it to be today where it was at a sort of beginning of a franchise no um, you've imagined I, I, I probably no because it wasn't it wasn't really structured in a way that you, there was much left way you, you wouldn't have thought they'd be able to get a sequel out of it really would you to be no, fair, and that's it seem to be right. Yeah, um, yes. I mean, and but and it took a long time before a sequel actually did appear as mm-hmm. well, right? What is it for 86, 87 80, when Aliens came out? From yeah, so it was quite a quite a, a lengthy time before. So even though Alien was incredibly successful at the time, whereas now they've already they would have had the sequel planned. Right, yeah, the, before... everything's a franchise. You can't make a good <laughs> standalone movie, and then yeah. yeah, I think that's what people um, are tedious of as well. It's just all oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, you know that. Yeah, there's going to be a sequel. Of course, there is. Um, regardless of how it ends, but this one, it it, it ended in a way that, except for one bit, which well, I'll I'll, I'll talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you kind of thought that 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 was it. There was no no real chance of a sequel. It was, there was that there was the alien it was it was gone it was it was destroyed with the um um when she threw it out the airlock etc um but there was i noticed i had i don't know why i hadn't spotted it before when i watched it um last night uh there is that one scene where uh, the alien finds the jonesy in the cat box yeah and he didn't eat the cat no he didn't eat the cat but then he Look, wasn't eating anybody. He was killing them. Well, he did. He killed Parker and Lambert. They would because you saw. But he wasn't. Eating, there, it wasn't right? for food. No, no. Um, but we, but you didn't find. They didn't find the body of um, Brett, mm-hmm. and they didn't find the body of. Oh, um, excuse me. Let's uh, of of Dallas, um, even though the director's cut shows us what happened. That scene, which I'm um, glad. Yeah. 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 Um, so we can assume, but what did it do with the bodies for those people? So maybe it was eating them. But but, but yeah, but I, so he didn't eat Jonesy for some reason. It, it, but there was that one scene. Um, it was it's very brief where you're seeing uh, the view from out out of the cat box over Jonesy's head as the alien kind of it, its face comes down in front of the cat box and yeah, he's like looking in. Box, yeah. Um, and I thought, was that them? Trying to imply that maybe it had done something to Jones so that it wouldn't be a total shock if a sequel came out where Jones was, she gets back to uh, Earth some and Jones, Earth or whatever, and Jones yeah. is in, infected in some way, and there's your sequel. Because it just seemed like a weird thing to have put in. Mm-hmm. That just that one little scene. It just seemed like a, a like a, a, a strange. But it was also moment. showing it wasn't a mindless killing machine. And this is where the idea of a bow weapon, you know. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Which then got over explained, but they were hinting expi- uh, that it's a bow weapon. In fact, I think it was brought up that the weapons division wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, and the fact that the company knew about it, and they were. Yeah, I mean that's another mystery, isn't it? Mm -hmm. About them them knowing about it. How do they know about it? Had they tried to get it before? What was the deal? Anyway, (laughs) well, um, maybe they'll make sequels. We'll find out. A prequel. Then we'll have another. There you go, Ridley. Yeah, yeah, not a prequel. Yeah. Um, it's nice to imagine, yeah. eh? I, I just say they made three movies, and then it's a shame that you know it just finished off the trilogy nice then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been nice maybe they had made more, but they didn't. So, yeah, some people just don't know <laughs> when to stop, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was that's my 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 little. I I I did have a, th- a thing that maybe maybe they did intend on doing a sequel or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you have to go of- and watch it. You yeah, have to not watch that, seeds. that bit. Yeah, little seeds planted, and that, that's yeah. what. But they didn't. Movie they didn't go along through. with that. They just. They just yeah. decided. Hey, wait a minute! There's lots of eggs left on that plate. What would happen if you um, put a colony there? Well, that'd be that'd be a good idea. Let's go find out. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> and that's a that's a conversation for another time. That, exactly. If the, hopefully, yeah. who knows? People might turn up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, Par, thanks very much for turning up, mate. Um, no, appreciate uh, having you on board. Uh, yeah, sorry, I, sorry, I was late, and uh, uh, I'll, I'll I'll try to remember the correct timings next time. Right. Normally, I do this in half calendar invites, but because uh, we're doing it uh, Discord, it's a bit trickier. Uh, yeah, sure. No, it's, no but uh, still, again, good chat. Good to just remind ourselves why we're playing the game we're playing, and yeah. uh, obviously, in the new year, we'll be getting ready to start Destroyer Worlds and. Uh, Hoo-ha! We'll be Marines. And, Marines. Yeah, oh my God. Kicking ass. Because what could go wrong there? I mean, absolutely nothing. No, no. Yeah. Giving competent people heavy weapons, nothing bad can happen, I'm sure. Yeah. All good. But there you go, folks. Hope you enjoyed that. And don't forget as well, check out our uh, Chart of the Gods series so far, uh, Alien RPG. Uh, it's every other Tuesday. Obviously, we'll, bad time of year. We'll be picking us all up in the new year, back into full production again. But, uh, as always, keep up to the channel, do the typey clicky things. Until next time, keep it creepy, keep it horrific. Goodbye.